All right, and welcome back to another very delayed episode of Waffle Stomped with I am Lee. I'm Adam. And thank you for joining us. We've had a lot that's happened over the past month or so. We uh, have. That has kept us from being able to record. Um, even when we thought we were going to be able to, um, we ended up karaokeing instead. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh Unless your name, uh, well, some of us got to, others of us got to do complete sets, Frank. <laughs> well, you know, someone had to do it, I guess. You know, I bet you he paid that guy off. That's a possibility. Uh, but yeah, we, yeah, it's good to be back. I was, I was like, am I going to remember how to do this? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I almost forgot, uh... What site I go on to do this? I had to think about it for a few minutes. All right. So, Adam, I'm like I said, there's a lot that's happened over the last month or so. So, a couple of things that you wanted to talk about. Yes. Uh, I always feel like I'm the one who gets to talk about the death, but that is that is my cross to bear, I guess. Uh, literally, our vacation started November 10th. My birthday, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday. Belated birthday. <laughs> um and uh on November 11th uh on our way to Florida, I read the news that we lost Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman for the last 30 years on and off. And then this past Sunday, the 20th, uh I wake up to my last day of vacation now that and since we've been home. I wake up to the news that Jason David Frank, who played Tommy Oliver on Power Rangers, has also passed at 49, and Kevin Conroy passed at 66. So Yeah, and you've had the pleasure to actually meet both of those. I, I have met both of them. I met uh, Jason David Frank at, a, at Wizard World Philadelphia in both 2014 and 2016. And then uh, when I visited you guys in North Carolina, I got to meet uh, Kevin Conroy in Raleigh for Super supercon whatever they call themselves now galaxy con yeah definitely not the way to bookend a vacation with two icons of your childhood but uh they will both be greatly missed and yeah i guess that's all i got i was i didn't want to go into detail because i've it still makes me cry about both of them <laughs> all right so yeah Terrible way to bookend a vacation, but at least the uh, in-between was fun and, you know, we, we had a good time nonetheless. We, we certainly did. It was it was much needed, this sabbatical. Yes, absolutely it was. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I, I, I've missed recording, but we did put out nine episodes literally in a month. We had the backstock. Yes, we did. <laughs> But now we didn't have anything that just came out this past Saturday, right? Uh, no, uh, our uh, Celebrity Crushes was our last episode that I... Th what was that? November 5th, I think that came out? Yeah, so we'll we'll slot this one for tomorrow, right? As long as yeah. everything goes well, it should be able to come out tomorrow. Yep, and then after, the, after this, I guess we can focus on the upcoming holiday shark that is Christmas. Yes. I've already got a couple of Christmas decorations up. We've got some elf <laughs> on the shelf back there hanging out, watching over us. <laughs> I didn't know it was time for him for them to come out yet. Yeah. 
Uh, also, some more um, sad news are, well, my Phillies did not win the World Series this year, uh, but they gave us one hell of a season, and I enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, you know, so if they didn't win, that's fine. At least it, they made it, it wasn't expected at all. Yeah. Um, uh, how far did they get? Like the one right before the World Series? or No, they were in the World Series oh, and, okay. and lost the World Series. Yeah. Well, to even make it to the World Series is, as a non-baseball fan at all, like that just that's very impressive. Mm-hmm. And what yeah, was especially last- being like so far behind halfway through the season with a terrible coach. Is this their f- first time in the World Series, or it's just been uh, a very the, long time? Their first appearance in the World Series since two thousand eight. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, not very recent, but not long ago. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was almost 20 years ago, Adam. Oh, my God. Only, what, six years shy? <laughs> you know, you, you said that as uh, your oldest was walking behind you. Yes, I know. Same <laughs> year. Same year they won their last World Series, the year Marley was born. <laughs> yep. Dang, damn it. <laughs> Feel old now. Yeah. All right. So, without further ado, <laughs> I, that was a I terrible it. timing. I thought that... It was a completely different drum sound. I was looking for the drum roll. <laughs> I was. I forgot we had sound effects. Yeah, we have a few. <laughs> um, least favorite movies, right, Adam? Yes, a, a sequel to our uh, favorite movies. So, yeah, a sequel to the favorites. Um, so I will get started. Um, All right, and it's probably not a movie that you have necessarily seen. Um, because it is in the horror genre. Um, one of my I least do, favorite. I do horrors. try to. I do try to keep abreast of horror films as well. I will read the plots online. That's how I also became very disappointed with this last Halloween movie because I kept seeing everybody saying this ho- this Halloween end sucks, and I was like, is it really that bad? So I read the plot on Wikipedia, and I was like, man, as somebody who's never seen any of these movies, I was like, this does suck. It was terrible. Oh, you watched it. Yeah, we watched it. Um, like some of the death scenes were kind of cool, like pretty creative. But outside of that, that that's all it basically had going for it. Well, yeah, especially since apparently Michael Myers isn't doing most of the killing in this movie, is he? No. Yeah. No, he's got like a tag team situation going on that was terrible. Well, and the fact that apparently uh, he, uh, this kid gets bullied and beat up by band geeks, and so the ba- the kid who gets bullied by band geeks overpower is overpowered by you know, gets to overpower Michael Myers. I don't know. Who uh, took was... on a, who took on an entire fucking town in the set in the last movie. Yeah. Took them all on. So, okay. That can be considered an honorable mention. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I, I actually didn't have any honorable mentions in this uh, category, um, <laughs> but it's the, the one that I have on my list is insidious. Oh yeah. It, it was terrible. Um, yeah, it started out okay, but then really, I think what what killed it for me was the the demon at the end. He looked like Darth Maul. Yeah, I thought and that was that movie. So bad. It's like it, it killed the whole thing for me. Yeah, I've I've seen the screen grab from that, and I was like, oh shit, Carla was right. It does look like Maul. Yeah. Is that does that have Barbara Hershey in it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought that was the one she was in. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, she played uh I don't remember uh Lorraine or something like that. I, I can't honestly remember. Mm. But yeah, Barbara Hershey was in it. So that is my number ten. How about you? My number ten, this is mine's for me that my list is going from like they're bad, but I mean, but as the as my list goes on, it get like for me the movies get worse. So, the my number ten is Star Trek: The Motion Picture, the the very first Star Trek movie, because it is so ungodly boring. <laughs> Which one was that? You have to refresh my memory. That is the one uh, where uh, the Enterprise crew they go and investigate this giant fart cloud in space, and it's getting closer and closer to Earth. And uh, it turns out that there's a satellite on the inside. The vo- It's a Voyager probe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And nothing fucking happens in this movie. Yeah. Except I, think it was, that, I think it was one of those things where they just wanted to get a movie out. So, well, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be the start of a new show. But then because of the success of a certain other space franchise. Uh they were like, yeah, let's make this a movie, but let's make it the complete opposite of Star Wars. Let's make it boring. <laughs> I mean, like, I like, I just know what, ha- like, I can't tell you key, I can't even tell you really outside of that basic plot what really happens in the movie. I mean, it's just boring. They spend five minutes, gl- five to nine minutes glorifying Kirk approaching the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very good. Nope. I think that's why I couldn't remember which one it was because it was just so non-memorable. Uh, there is a reason why the, the fandom has dubbed it uh, the slow motion picture. I or like the motionless that. picture. Take your pick. Yeah, the motionless picture. Uh, I mean, it's got the dad from 7th Heaven, but since I hated that show, I'm just glad he got killed off at the end of the movie. <laughs> Alright, that's all I got for that one. Alright. So mine, and I, I honestly, I feel bad that this one's even on my list um, because I'm a big fan of this writer slash director. Um, and this is 1997's Kevin Smith chasing Amy. I have. Heard, oh, I thought everybody liked chasing Amy. I thought nobody liked mall rats. See, I liked mall rats. I did not like chasing Amy. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't. It just didn't do it for me. It's it's kind of like, um, you know, your favorite director always makes that one movie that just fucking is just terrible. Yeah. Um, but you watch it anyway because it's a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Kevin Smith. It just wasn't one of my favorites from him. Have you seen his new? Have you seen Clerks three yet? No. Um, and I haven't even seen the reboot of Jay and Silent Bob because. I don't know. I almost feel like they're money grabs and I don't want to ruin my image of Kevin Smith because like I was with Kevin Smith as he was coming up through and he was still like the independent um, guy. Well, I just because I listened to uh, one of his podcasts, I listened to Fat Man Beyond. He, I mean, he pretty much straight up said Jay and Silent Bob reboot is just the same movie, but rebooting it. Yeah. And then Clerks 3, I know from what I, because I think he started when it was Fat Man on Batman. I think it was, I know at some point in these intervening years when, uh, I know he mentioned doing another Clerks. 
he just never got around to doing it. So he's at least been wanting to do another Clerks for a while. Yeah. See, I, I like the first Clerks. Um, I was meh about Clerks too. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Mm. Um, and I was just kind of like, I don't want to ruin it with with three. Mm. I've, I mean, just, again, since I've never seen any of his movies, uh, I've just seen the episodes he's directed of The Flash and Supergirl. Uh, from what I've heard people say that Clerks 3 is actually pretty good. It's made a lot of people like cry. Yeah. Of course, that's I'll, not always a good thing. So No, not always. I'll have to take a look at it one day. Are you ready for me? Yes, indeed. All right. My number nine is uh, probably a movie that most would say is better than the other two sequels that came after it. But my least favorite uh, of these movies is Jaws 2. <laughs> I, so, dis- I I love Jaws 1. I, well, yeah, Jaws Cooper 1. drives the boat, chief. <laughs> but 2, I don't know, wasn't memorable for me either. Two, I feel like two would have been good because I love the paranoia that they play up with. Uh, who? Not Hooper. No, he's dead. The chief, Brody. Yeah, I'd get to his name eventually. Uh I love the paranoia that they play up with him and that they don't really shy away from hiding the shark since you know you can't repeat that again. Right. But those damn teenagers, I wanted that. I wanted more of them to die. <laughs> I hated all of these teenagers. I wanted, I, I just wanted more of them to die. That's really the biggest, the biggest crime of it is that, and cause at least the third one takes place in SeaWorld. So it makes it a little bit memorable. I don't know if I've seen a third one. Babe, have you seen the third Jaws? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen it. And then there's the fourth one where the shark has a psychic connection with Brody's wife. Yeah, definitely haven't seen that one. I'm not a big fan of sequels and going on forever. I think the, really the only one that I've really done anything like that with was like Harry Potter and. Well, you've done cool. you've done the MCU at this point. You know that there's a shitload of sequels. Well, yeah, that. I guess. Yeah, the MCU. Um, I mean, I guess the perk of that is that, you know, it's all these different characters and randomly does somebody get a sequel. So it's peppered throughout. Yeah. But yeah, Jaws 2 sucks. I would much rather... I mu- I have a lot more fun with Jaws 3 and trying to figure out how a shark made it into Central Florida and Jaws 4 just for the sheer ridiculousness of a shark having a, conne- a psychic connection with uh, Brody's wife. Right. Uh, this... <laughs> They're trying, trying to- too hard. Well, they and the, the shark somehow makes it from New England all the way down to the Bahamas in the span of two days. Maybe it was a uh, Sharknado. Well, <laughs> they did. There, the novelization of it has uh, the explanation being that the Brody family apparently offended a witch doctor, so the shark is the, his tool for revenge against the family. Never heard that theory. Well, no, that like I said, that's in the novelization. So it's oh, it's in the novel. All right, yeah, in the in the novelization of Jaws four, it might have been a part of the script at one point, and they just decided to cut it. So, all right, uh, Jaws two, 
Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Just when you thought. It's about the only memorable thing about that movie. Yep. All right. So that's mine to me. Um, This is almost like a, at this point in time, I mean, it's pushing 20 years old. It came out in 2004. Uh, almost like a cult classic now. Uh-huh. And I absolutely despise it. Um, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, God. I remember <laughs> when that fucker was everywhere in my yeah. high school. And it still is. Like, people are still wearing the, the vote for Pedro, and they're still like, God, you know, trying to imitate John Hedder. Um, what is he still around? Does he still do stuff? I don't know, honestly. Um, let's take a look. I got Google pulled up here. <laughs> um, but like, I don't mind him, like John Hedder, because like he was in Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell, and you know he's pretty funny in it. Um, but it was just something about the movie I just wasn't really into. Uh, let's see. Actually, he's been pretty busy. 2021, he's got one, two, three credits, including Pinocchio, A True Story. He was Tybalt voice. Um, And then he's got Studio C coming out. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's TV series. It's going to be on. And there's one, two, three, four things either completed or in post-production right now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember. A lot of things that I don't really know, never heard of. I just remember 2005 of uh, my high school year uh, when every like these two girls did uh, in the talent show, the stupid little dance they do at some point in the movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was. So that's mine. I, I'm just glad that it's pretty much faded from public conscious. Well, like I said, it's, it's not like a. Uh... A big thing right now, I mean, you can still buy costumes at Halloween time at uh, Spirit Halloween or whatever, but it's more of a cult following now, kind of like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, people love it, but they don't talk about it all the time kind of thing. Yeah. But people still talk about Rocky Horror. You don't really hear anybody talk about... Oh, you hear the quotes all the time, though. Oh. Maybe I just work with with people who are far too young. Me maybe. All right, hang on. Rebel would like to share a movie that she doesn't like. Okay. Special guest, Rebel Love. Second Jaws. Um, he already said that one. I know, but I also don't like. You it. also don't like it. <laughs> I didn't know she. I know she saw the first Jaws. Yeah, she saw that in in the theater over the summer. Lucky girl. I didn't even get to see it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh Our least favorite movies. We've already done those. <laughs> Maybe later on down the road. You can you can chime in when we talk about Christmas stuff later. Yep. You ready for me? Yep. My number eight is a tie. I despise both these movies equally. Uh, they are from James Bond, Die Another Day, and Quantum of Solace. Die Another Day. Is that the one with Pierce Brosnan? That is his final movie, and it is... It's such a shame he went out on that because I think the first half works very well because uh, he's tr- when he's trying to figure out who betrayed him and this, that, and the other. But he gets to Iceland. It just becomes a special effects uh, 
thing with terrible CGI. Even for even by 2002 standards, it's terrible CGI. Uh, the villain is crap. Uh, I always give shit to the uh, to the car, the Aston Martin, because it can turn invisible. I know it's like adaptive camouflage or whatever, but it's like, nah. But you're okay with the invisible boatmobile and the invisible jet and the invisibility cloak. That makes sense. Well, invisible boatmobile, I don't know about that one. <laughs> but the invisible jet works for Wonder Woman. I know it's like, I don't know. I have not read every comic, but for some reason, Amazon's just have invisible technology. Yeah. But, uh, I've, I've never seen either of those two movies. Uh, well, quantum of solace is the one that has, that is where the Jack white Alicia keys bond song comes from. Right. And that's one of my gripes with it. It's a terrible, for me, it's a terrible song. Is that the one where, um, and I've probably only seen like bits and pieces of it, but who plays Bond in that one? That Daniel Craig. Guy? Yeah, Daniel Craig. Is that the one where he gets like strapped to a chair and they like hit him in the junk with repeatedly? Uh, no, that is Casino Royale. But <laughs> you know, you know, it's fun. Just a tangent, real quick, because I read, I've read all the original Bond books. Uh, that scene in the book, it the villain uses a rug beater instead of a knotted piece of rope. I, for some reason, my school allowed me to read these Bond books in school, and the covers they weren't necessarily you know appropriate but uh when i read that scene in school i literally i crossed my legs Mm. like i i felt the pain through the book but when i saw the movie i was like for some reason this isn't as bad but yeah die another day just a shit way for brosnan to go out on uh too much cg not enough like what the bond franchise was known for which would they would later rectify with daniel craig but then quantum of solace it's like the first 30, 40 minutes is him just going to different countries, beating the shit out of people. And then they remember they need a story and it's still not a great story for being a sequel to a direct sequel to Casino Royale. It's it just li- fails to live up to what it should be. Right. Well, maybe and they one can, day I'll catch him. Well, and they both the. The issues, well, both of them have is that uh, Die Another Day, It's the four, it was the 40th anniversary of the franchise, and it was the 20th movie, so they have, like, little references to the other films peppered throughout. And I'm, it's not that that's the problem. The problem is is that the, the big villain weapon that he's using to, like, destroy uh, the, the minefield between North and South Korea is a giant diamond satellite laser, which was from the movie Diamonds Are Forever. I'm just like... When you're just ripping off your own your own franchise, it's not that it's not very creative. And then in uh, Quantum of Solace, another problem. I well, it's a minor problem, but I still don't like it. Uh, they kill off uh, one of the girls uh, by coating her. Well, they dra- they fill her lungs with oil, and then they just paint her in black oil, like the girl died in Goldfinger. Yeah, I just think that's lazy. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right, back to you, sir. All right. So my next one, I know I feel like like as someone that enjoys movies, mm. I should probably like this one. Uh-huh. Um because it is Stanley Crew Rick's 2001 Space Odyssey. Never seen it. You're not missing much, trust me. Like don't get me wrong, like I like the the music at the very beginning cuz I think that's the one where we get the 
dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. that one. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, it was boring as shit. I could not get through it. Like it was just so boring. Only Stanley Kubrick movie I've seen is Doctor Strange Love. I don't think I've seen that one either. Was it good? I enjoyed it. Made at the height of the Cold War. So I think it's a fun little black comedy set during the Cold War. Peter Sellers, uh, Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther movies, does three different roles, and he's, I think he's funny in all of it. Good. Yeah, wasn't a big fan. Um, I mean, I watched it when I was in high school, so I was over 20 years ago at this point. Um, I may give it another go eventually, but as of right now, in my head, it's like, nope, I'm not watching that boring <laughs> that reminds me of one of my honorable mentions when we get to that i'll bring it up oh okay all right so my number seven might seem like a bit of a cop-out because it kind of went with my uh, number one favorite movie with uh, the star wars franchise but this one is uh episode nine the rise of skywalker uh i am in Probably in a, I know I'm part of a very divisive part of the Star Wars. Let me just say, Star Wars fan base is probably one of the most toxic fan bases there is out there. Yes, indeed. if not the most toxic fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and especially when it comes to anything that's not the original trilogy, because people shat on the seat on the prequels when they first came out. The guy who played Jar Jar Binks like commit was contemplating suicide. Are you sir? So, okay, now listen, I, obviously, I've talked about this plenty of times, not a big fan of Star Wars. Uh, I do, I don't mind the characters and, you know, whatever. Um, I was drug to see The Phantom Menace when it came out in theaters. Uh-huh. And now I've never watched any of, any of the other movies. Mm-hmm. I happen to like Jar Jar Binks. I never had a Everybody problem. Everybody else hated him. I'm like, What? And I, I guess you have to be a Star Wars fan to understand it, but I mean, I kind of liked him. I thought he was hilarious. And well, even as a Star Wars fan, I was like, I didn't really care. Like, I enjoyed it, but I mean, to each his own. But uh, you know, people, you know, besides Jar Jar, they criticized Hayden Christensen in the se- in the other in the other two movies. Uh, George Lucas is directing because you know, good story, man. Not very good at directing people. I've heard that Carrie, I've heard Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford say that like the only real piece of advice he would give them on the original star Wars was do it faster, but more intense. But the sequels, I like, I liked seven. I'm a big fan of eight. The last Jedi. I know that one divides a lot of people, Uh, but I do enjoy that. It, I, I like the fact it didn't go in the directions that I, cause I never go into a movie with expectations. I go into a movie. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I hope to enjoy it anyway. That's like literally the only expectation I have, but last Jedi, I did enjoy it. Uh, not going to say I did. There's uh probably if I sat down and watched it again, I could probably pick up on some things that I didn't particularly care for, but I can still say I enjoyed it. Nine. Uh, episode nine, Rise of Skywalker. That is a piece of shit. 
Uh, I don't like the fact that it spent uh, half of its runtime uh, just uh, re- redacting everything The Last Jedi did. Because uh, in The Last Jedi, they say that the, the main protagonist, Rey... Your par- uh there she's told her parents are nobodies they you know they don't matter in the grand scheme of things but in episode nine she's told well you're yes your parents were nobodies but your grandfather your fucking grandfather's the emperor so it's like oh, okay it, yeah no sorry that's that was dumb in my opinion uh yeah the end it just the way it ended sucked with Kylo Ren, the main villain, getting unceremoniously killed off when they literally just discovered that they can do force healing and you can save people from fatal stab wounds with a lightsaber. Uh, Out of all of John Williams' Star Wars music, I think that one is his weakest. Uh, So it was just shitty all around. Yeah, it was, and it's like, from what I understand, when before she passed, Carrie Fisher went to one of the producers and she's like, look, Harrison's the focus of seven, Mark's the focus of eight, I better be the focus of nine, and she was told she was going to be. So I know that Leia just kind of created a problem since she's still alive. And they did and they reused footage from uh one from one of the sequels, and then they do kill her off later in the movie and I was sad to see her go. I kind of think that they could have just, I don't know, not even really had her, I guess. I don't know. Just let her live on in the books and the novels that they do. Uh, I, and uh, there was a, one of the characters that, uh, one of the new characters, her name was Rose. Uh, she was, it was well, the, nobody liked her character and, uh, Everybody on, you know, Star Wars fans on social media harassed this poor girl and they harassed uh, Daisy Ridley, who played Ray, to the point where they both left social media. Uh, just calling them racist things, sexist things, whatever. Well, not whatever to the situation, just I don't remember every little thing. So it got to the point with uh, episode nine that they literally cut uh, Rose down to a minute and a half of screen time after being a very prominent character because of fans hating her character. And so it was basically just a, the peas one person. And it was like, well, it's Star Wars, so it's going to get some money anyway. Well, yeah, well, that's essentially what it was. I mean, it still made a billion dollars, but it wasn't well received like the other two. Well, at least by critics, it wasn't received well, like the other two pre uh, sequel movies. And, uh, just a lot of convenient plot shit that happens just to move the story along. I think the one scene that I can say that I that was really really good was uh, where Harrison Ford comes back as a as a for as a ghost vision to his son, and I really enjoyed that scene. That's all I can say about that one. It was just a really shitty way to end the main Star Wars films. <clears throat> I wouldn't know, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to even like I I didn't feel anything when that movie ended. Like I literally like throughout the movie I just like felt nothing. Right. So when I like for, you know, my favorite movies to like like the last one to like just leave me empty. 
You know, it's like, no, you failed your job. J.J. Abrams, you have failed this city. You have failed this franchise. Yep. Which is ironic because when he did Star Trek, I liked the first one he did, but uh, when he did the second one, that was shit. So there's what, 10 movies in that franchise? Star Wars? Yeah. There's nine episode movies, and then there's the animated Clone Wars movie, and then there's Rogue One and Solo. So there's 12. There's 12. It's a lot of movies. Well, it's as many as the MCU. They're at 30 now. All right. So my next one is an eight-way tie. (laughs) I almost spit out my water. It is the Fast and Furious franchise, but only... Uh, two through nine. Um, the first movie I enjoyed. It was fun. You know, it was different. Uh-huh. Um, but the rest of them was like, okay, now we're just remaking the first movie and putting it in different locations and adding a few new characters. Money grab, in my opinion. <clears throat> they would have been fine with one, maybe two at the most. Like, but it's like, okay, now you guys are just beating a dead horse. I'm still trying to figure out how we how we got to ten because th- I know they've shot ten or they're oh, shooting 10? ten. I thought there was nine. All right, so through two through ten, then it was a nine way tie. I'm about to say ten. I think is coming out next year at some point. Yeah, I just want to know how we got from street racing to this last movie where they literally got shot into outer space with their cars. See, I never even watched it, so I have no idea. Oh, I haven't watched it, but I've seen the trailers. I've seen video clips that people have posted. I'm just like, how did we get from point A to point B? And make it all all the way to Z? <laughs> well, I, I, one of the people I used to work with, she like loves this franchise. And I'm like, why? I mean, people like it. And, you know, they added some big names like The Rock and... Whoever else there is. Yeah, but the Rock and Vin Diesel hate each other. Didn't know that. That's what I've heard. And because it apparently I feel like got the Rock wouldn't hate anybody. I mean, I find it funny that, you know, Vin Diesel stays with Marvel and now Dwayne Johnson's, you know, like the big he's the guy making shit happen for DC, so Yeah, I have no burning desire to see any of those movies at any point so (laughs) yeah i mean if anything the first one's worth a little bit of fun but well and you have to watch them like in a weird order because i know the third the third movie that released actually happens like later in the timeline right which as somebody who did all seven seasons of once upon a time and how much they love to jump around the timeline that still makes no sense All right, you ready for me? Yep. So my number six. Now we're moving into mo- into movies that do make me upset. Well, that stir a bit more hatred in me. Batman and Harley Quinn. This is an animated movie. Uh, Kevin Conroy is does the voice of Batman, and uh, Lauren Lester, who was Robin, he gets to come back as Nightwing from the animated series. First time he's voiced him. That movie came out in twenty seventeen. So. He hadn't voiced Nightwing since 1999. It's been almost 20. It was almost 20 years. 
and they use the same animation style from uh, when they did the revamped appearances where they redesigned the characters. And it's complete and utter shit. Uh, it's played more as a comedy, which isn't a problem. I love Batman 66. That's not the problem. Uh, but too much focus is put onto Harley Quinn. Uh, and her voice actress for it is terrible. I it is she plays the blonde chick from it's the blonde chick from uh Big Bang Theory, the one with the nasally voice. Bernadette. Yeah. I don't know her actual name. Uh, it's like Melissa Roche or Roche or something like that. R A U C H. She she makes for a terrible Harley Quinn. Uh she's just given far too much screen time. She essentially uh, forces herself on Nightwing. She ties him up and just has her way with him. Uh, And then, I mean, just because I am not a fan of fart jokes and then they include one, I was like, you had more, you have more class than this Batman, the animated series. (laughs) Love fart jokes. If it's timed well, I might laugh, but (laughs) just to do it for the sake of doing it, it, it's not funny to me. But, you know, comedy is subjective, so. Right. It most certainly is. So, yeah, just for this being like, yeah, one of the last times to see the, the DC animated universe style of animation, it was just a real shame that we got this piece of shit. And back to you, sir. Uh, back to me. So, my next one is again from one of my favorite writers slash directors. Um, and really, I I watched this back in '98. The movie came out in '97, so it was like a year after it was released. Uh. Um. And honestly, I can't even remember too much about it other than the fact I didn't like it. And I think it's because of the lead actress, Pam Greer, which is Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Um, I mean, they had it had a huge lineup. You know, Bridget Fonda, De Niro was in it. Sam Jackson was in it. Chris Tucker, like a huge lineup. But I think a lot of big names. Yeah. And I think uh, she ruined it for me. (laughs) Like, I do not like Pam Greer at, at all. Have you ever seen Pam Greer in anything else or um she's been in other things. Um hang on. Uh let's see. I, I only ask because it's funny you mention a movie with Pam Greer because I am listening to uh the Turner Classic Movie official uh podcast and this current season that they're doing is all about Pam Greer. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. But um I, I just looked it up. She's been in a lot of other things like um Bill and Ted. Um, Mars Attacks, Escape from L.A., Bones with uh, Snoop. Um, but I mean, her list goes on and on. Like she's people love her, and you know everybody has their favorites. But in terms of Tarantino movies, I just couldn't get past her. Like the yeah. movie was just so bad for me because of it. Bad acting, or she just gets on my nerves. I don't like her voice. I don't like the way she acts. I don't like anything about her. Which is sad because like everybody else in there is is great. Even uh, Devito was in there for a hot minute. Hmm. Devito or De Niro? Because you said De Niro first. Both. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, both of them are in there. I was about to say, I just know that she was big in the 70s during the black exploitation era. Yeah. And yeah, I know. I mean, uh, I mean she, she goes on forever, you know, goes back in like 71, 72, I think. It's kind of when her career kind of took off. Yeah, she started out in uh, these w- pr- women in prison movies. Yeah. And then she eventually got to doing uh, Coffee and Foxy Brown. Was it Foxy, Foxy Brown? Brown? Yeah, Foxy yeah. Brown. Yeah. And they got and they interviewed Quentin Tarantino during the during this podcast. So I just I just think it's kind of funny you mentioned that while I'm listening to something <laughs> featuring both of them. Yeah, and I, I love Tarantino. Like he's one of my favorites of all time. But that just didn't do it for me. I wish I could. It's just I'm not a huge fan of graphic graphic violence. Yeah. Understandably <laughs> so. All right. Ironic because I did love uh, the the second Suicide Squad movie, and that was nothing but. <laughs> I still have yet to see that. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I liked it a lot. All right, so my next one is another animated movie. My number ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Wow, that's bad. I can't even remember where I was at. I'm not. Uh, even another... I'm just scratching them off my list as I go through. This is another DC animated movie. It is Injustice based off the uh, video games. I'm not a big game player. Uh, I did play the first Injustice. I mean, for essentially just a bunch of cut scenes and then you play a less graphic version of Mortal Kombat. Uh, Leah, Leah loves them. She loves both of the games. But... I'm just not a... I'm sick and tired. One of my main gripes with it is I'm sick and tired of evil Superman. I'm sick and tired of evil Superman stories. Uh, because I, do you know Do you know what it's about, Injustice? No, I know nothing about it. Uh, well, the, the game starts off because it's set in, in an alternate universe, uh, the main stuff. Uh, the Superman essentially enacts martial law cl- across the whole planet. Um after the death of Lois Lane and his unborn child because of the Joker. And I personally don't think that even with Lois dying, I don't care what universe it is that Superman would ever kill somebody and then enact a martial law and cause a big split right down the middle of the justice league and the rest of the DC universe of heroes and villains. And then Batman, of course, you know, because DC loves sucking Batman uh, as much as I do love the character, they love sucking Batman and he's the one who has to fight against Superman and his regime of other heroes. Uh, but it's, and like the main, like the fault of the, like the animation I thought was decent. The only nitpick I can think about the animation was for some reason, all of the characters have these black squares on their knuckles. No explanation. They just look like little sensor bars. It's a weird animation choice. Uh, and then uh, they, even though the Flash is a main part of the games, uh, they kill him off rather quickly in the movie. Uh, he gets attacked by the Scarecrow's fear gas and the Joker set up a trap to kill him with these chi- with these two giant saws. And I'm just like, the Flash would literally have like phased the, ga- like, the gas effects out of his body. I've seen the show and... And read the comics enough to know that Flash can, like, you know, 
speed through any kind of poison or whatever put through his system. Uh, huh? Just a lot of death. Not a fan of seeing these characters get killed off. Uh, especially my new favorite character, Hawkman. DC just loves giving the big middle finger to Hawkman, except for in, uh, just spoiler alert, the new Black Adam movie where Hawkman gets to live throughout. Uh, and then at the end, uh, Batman just jumps ship to another universe, brings back another Superman who still has his Lois, and uh, the evil Superman learns the error of his ways, even, and he's fine now. All he needed was a good talking to, apparently. Sometimes it's all we need. Even though in the in the video game, like he's thrown in prison, he's in a red sun prison, so that way he can't have his powers and... In the second game where, like, I think Brainiac comes to invade Earth, Batman is like, I'm reluctantly trusting you to take care of this guy. Hmm. I, me, just give, like, for the Lego Batman 2 game, they took all the cutscenes and inserted new animation to make up a movie where the gameplay would be. For me personally, just give me the cutscenes, add new animation, and give me the movie that way because I don't have time to play a game. <laughs> Fair enough. I uh, I'm not, I don't think there's ever been any movies based on a game that I've really actually cared for. I mean, I like nostalgia purposes, like obviously, like Mario and Luigi. I love. Oh, John with uh, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Tom Hoskins or Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Was it a good movie? No. Was it fun? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Bob Hoskins was drunk throughout the shooting of that. Doesn't surprise I, me. I read that somewhere. And then, uh, well, I recently watched the 90s uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this definitely isn't the game, but it's I'm having fun with it. Yeah, yeah, same. All right. <clears throat> so my next one, I guess we're at what, number three now, I think. Four. Oh, yeah, number four. Um, is actually a DC. Ooh. Yeah. Batman versus Superman. I know. I totally concur with that. Oh, okay. Okay. I concur. Um, you like, don't have to worry about offending me with that one. I, I, I liked Henry Cavill, right? Cavill? Cavill, Cavill. Cavill, Cavill. I liked him as Superman. Jesse Eisenberg, I thought he did a decent job at Lex. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, 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 needs to go on with himself. Like, that's the second movie so far that I've mentioned that he's been in. Oh, yeah, he's in Chasing Amy, right? Yep. I do not like him. Like As, as Batman? As anybody. <laughs> I don't like him as anybody. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, even, like, Batman aside, like, the movie just wasn't there for me. Like, I yeah. just... It was boring. Like, it has its moments, but overall, it's like, okay, we're just going to shove this three-hour movie down your throat and, uh, you know, give me your money. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't have to worry because Ben Affleck says he is done with Batman. I know he's showing up in uh, whenever The Flash wants to come out. I know he's showing up there, and that'll be it. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, he did come back 
I think he did come back to shoot a scene for Aquaman because the way that they, DC's reshuffled all their movies, uh, Keaton was supposed to be the main Batman again, which I wouldn't mind seeing. And so when Aquaman was shot, uh, Keaton had a cameo, but now because of the way they've reordered these movies, uh, they reshot Keaton's cameo with uh, Affleck to line up with the timeline. So uh, to my knowledge, he still's got he's got two movies left. As long as Keaton's in it, I guess. I know he's going to be in the Flash. But that Ezra guy, don't like him. Never liked him. Give me hashtag not my Barry Allen, right? Yeah. Hashtag not my Barry Allen. Adam knows. Adam knows. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I found out that he was literally announced to play the Flash like uh, two weeks after the show debuted back in 2014. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, why do I need a movie Flash? I have this one right here, and he's fine. He's yeah. perfectly fine. This Flash is awesome. I like him. Um, But Ezra, he's shit. Ezra can burn in hell. Yeah. Because uh, that person is a, he's, they are just terrible. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there's mine. All right. So my number four is from the MCU. It is uh, Eternals. I, oh God, Eternals. I am not against lesser known characters getting a movie. It's what I wish DC would get through their thick skulls. Cause I'm, cause like, honestly, it's like at this point, give me another Superman movie because you keep doing this to him. You keep giving him the finger. So yeah, like when they've done move, like when Guardians was first announced, I was like, "That's going to be Marvel's first bomb." Wasn't I? Loved it. Ant Man came out. That's going to be the first bomb because nobody gives a shit about Ant Man. Turns out everybody loved Ant Man. Uh, when Eternals was announced, I was like, "You know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I've been wrong twice." And then the trailer came out, and I was like. Uh, I'm not wowed by it, but I wasn't wowed by Captain Marvel's trailer, and I actually do like Captain Marvel. I don't love it, but I do like it. I just wish we had a better actor for Captain Marvel. Uh, But Eternals, when I went to see it, I was like, this is... I always... My least favorite was always The Incredible Hulk, and that one's not even a bad movie. I just... That's my least favorite of the bunch. I don't... When the whole point of the story is you want to see the Hulk but Bruce doesn't want to be the Hulk. It just kind of gets old after a while. Yeah. But Eternals, it's like you give me a two and a half hour movie, 10 new, 10 new main characters, a villain, maybe two villains, and then a couple other side characters. And I'm supposed to care about all of them. Out of all of the Eternals, I liked three. I liked uh, Brian Tyree Henry. He I don't remember his character's name, but he was the super smart guy. Uh, I liked him. I liked uh, Fastos. That was his name, Fastos. I liked uh, Kumal Nanjiani's character. And I liked... Oh, fuck. Angelina Jolie's character. And I liked... uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but the character he played, Gilgamesh, I liked those guys. I, okay, I liked four. And I... Everybody seemed bored like they don't... Like they didn't want to be there. 
Uh, the action was terrible. The story was boring. It it felt every minute of its of its runtime. And I like I don't remember even really la- like even when they're supposed to be jokes. I don't really remember laughing at this one at all. Yeah, and, I, I watched it. I don't remember anything about it. I watched it at the same like within the same couple of days of uh, uh, Shang Chi. Oh, I love Shang Chi. Yeah, I like that one. I love that one. And uh, I watched those two right around the same time frame and. Like I remember Shang Chi, but I do not remember hardly anything about the Eternals. Uh, oh, good lord! I know there are two people from Game of Thrones, but the one guy that's essentially Superman—he's got heat vision, he flies and stuff. Uh, hated him because I thought him being a villain was pointless. I hated Sprite, the little girl. Just because, you know, I get that these characters are thousands of years old, but when you're having, like, I guess, I, I don't know how old the actress is, but maybe 15, 16, and she's got a, you know, she's horny for this guy. That's kind of, you know, eh. Very, very, what 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 do the kids say? What was it? What, what do the kids say these days? I don't know. Well... It's, it's quint, it's wince inducing, I guess. Uh, oh crap. I lost you. Oh, I pushed the wrong button. Oh, okay. Um, the other girl, the other lead character, she was just boring. Salma Hayek's character was boring. I hated the guy who could like mind control people and their speedster. And she's not the flash. <laughs> right. So. I mean, I thought it was nifty, you know, she, like, with the sign language, I liked that aspect of her character, but I just, she just wasn't there for me. And the fact that Blade is introduced in the MCU with a off-camera off voice cameo is kind of a slap in the face to anybody who might be a fan of that character. And I kind of hope it doesn't get a sequel. It probably will, but I'm hoping it doesn't. Oh, I also liked... Uh, Kumal Nagiani's uh his valet his his butler person I liked him he was funny I did I did laugh at his stuff don't even remember he always had a little camera out and people would take his camera and break it and then he'd like pull out another one because he always carried a spare yeah I don't remember that at all well I have unfortunately seen Eternals three times I wa- I saw it in theaters Watched it with Leia, and then I watched it by myself. I've seen it one more time than Shang-Chi, which I am ashamed of. I was going to say, I thought you didn't like this movie, Adam. But you're sure <sighs> devoting a lot of time and money to it. <laughs> well, I, it, it has to be a part of the collection, because I can't have an incomplete collection. Understandable. All right, <laughs> back to you, sir. All right, so I'm, I'm trying to decide how I want to um, organize my three my top bottom three whatever you want uh, to call it so i'm going to go to the way back year of 2009 Ooh. um with and i'm gonna uh quote you in saying this the blue smurfy cat movie yes. avatar <laughs> so, 
that I, that phrasing isn't necessarily mine. I did take it from somebody else, but you just I'm, hear me say it. So yeah, I hear you say it. Um, so I, I honestly I can't say that I dislike the movie outside of, I guess, poor association with it. Uh, that was the same time that I got food poisoning from Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sick as a dog, and that was what we were watching at the time. But um, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, I, I get the hype around it. I understand why people love it. I but don't. Me, it was weird, like, the way they connected to their animals. and Great ride in Animal Kingdom. It's a great ride in Animal Kingdom. I will promote the shit out of that ride. And I will let you. And it's a shame, too, because uh, one of my favorite actors is in there. Uh, who is it? Bonnie Rabisi. I don't know who that is. Um, He's been in tons of things. He was in Ted. He's been uh, lost in translation. He's just kind of like he was even in Fast and the Furious. Um, He's been in, in tons of things. You, here, let me see if I pull up a picture of him so you can see him. Images. Bigger image. Okay. Yeah, he's been in a ton of things. He's never really been like the star of any film. He's always been kind of like second banana. Um, Like a character actor, he just pops up. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't really care for that movie. And again, it could be the association I have because, you know, I thought I was going to die that night. <laughs> I I don't get the hype with the movie. I think it's ridiculous that James Cameron pushed a re-release just so that way it could outgross Avengers Endgame. Even though at this point, since Disney owns Marvel and Avatar, it's just Disney going like this. You know, it's just them going like this. They're shaking their own hand. I take it you will not be going to see the sequel. No, definitely not. And yeah, it's a shame too because I like James Cameron. Like he's put out tons of great movies. Um, I, I saw Titanic. <laughs> yeah, Titanic, uh, Terminator. Um, I think he did Almost Famous. Didn't he do Almost Famous? Was that James Cameron? I know he did. That's one of my favorite movies. I yeah. know he did Aliens. Yeah, he did Aliens. Um, he did Almost Famous, which is one of my favorite movies. I think that was talked about before. Uh, I haven't been a fan of some of the things he said about... Because I, I love comic book movies, I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying that they aren't deserving of criticism. But uh, when he went out of his way, like when Wonder Woman came out to say that Sigourney Weaver, her her character from Alien was better than Wonder Woman. I'm just like, Wonder Woman didn't have to be, you know, in her underwear to save the day. That's comparing apples to oranges. I know that. I think even Linda Carter said that she's like, she's like, they're two totally different characters. They're strong females outside of that. They're they're not similar at all. Yeah, there's nothing. It's not like Sigourney Weaver came from an. a tribe or whatever of yeah tribe of special Amazonian women yeah she was just 
a person. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, you know, when, cause even other directors like Martin Scorsese, you know, they've said stuff about Marvel and DC movies. And it's like, they're more than welcome to, I like, I'll still go see them. I understand why they don't like them. Cause there's really not much competition out there for movies that they put out to really have. Cause now all their stuff is being relegated to like Netflix or whatever. Not saying being on Netflix is bad, but I know they'd probably rather be in a theater. I also call it, I keep calling them blue Smurfy cats just so that way I don't get confused with Avatar The Last Airbender. Which is vastly superior. <laughs> I've never seen that. I know of it. Well, great cartoon made for a lousy movie. <laughs> made by M. Night Shyamalan. Well, he's only ever really done one really great thing and one okay thing. <laughs> uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Well, Signs, love that movie. And then The Village. Is that The Village? Yeah, yeah, that was okay. I apparently worked with somebody who was in The Village as an extra. Oh. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know if, I mean, who am I to say that she's lying? But at the same time, I'm like, were you really there? <laughs> All right, I get our, what am I, what are we, number eight? Yeah, number eight. You ready for me? Yeah. All right. So these next three are all DC movies. Uh, this for my number three is Superman three. Uh, I know a lot. Huh? Which one was three? Three was him up against Richard Pryor. Oh, Jesus. So yeah, there's, there's problem number one right there. Richard Pryor is in this movie. I've never seen him in anything else. I've never seen any of his comedy specials. I've just basing this his appearance in this movie solely on this. He was not funny in this movie at all. Apparently he got the part because the producers saw him on Johnny Carson and he was like reenacting the second movie and how much he loved it. And they were like, yeah, let's let's get him in the third movie. So. That's the reason why Superman 3 has more of a comedy bent to it than the other two. Uh, because of uh, Gene Hackman and Margot Kidder being very vocal in their support about the first movie's director, Richard Donner, getting fired uh, from finishing the second movie, uh, Gene Hackman was not asked back and Margot Kidder got cut down to a cameo appearance. Uh, yeah. And just the, the whole focus on comedy... And the fact that this is like for for the Christopher Reeve films, like this is the height of like how great these special effects looked in these movies, and it's relegated to a shit plot. We got like a knockoff Lex Luthor. Apparently, Brainiac was supposed to be in the movie. That's why there's a giant supercomputer. Uh, and Supergirl was supposed to be set up in this movie, but they decided not to do that. Uh, about. The only thing I can say that was noteworthy about this was when Superman goes evil for five seconds and he splits off into a sep into he splits in two and he has that uh, fight with himself in a junkyard. So, <clears throat> yeah, I know um, a lot of people shit on Superman four, uh, rightfully so, because of how cheap it was made for. But I would rather watch Superman fight a villain with a uh, press on nails than to watch Superman three. Okay. 
So, see, um, in the terms of the movie, um, yeah, Richard Pryor wasn't my favorite part of it, um, but I do like Richard Pryor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was big in the movies when I was growing up. So you oh. know, like him and Gene Wilder and Hear No Evil, See No Evil was you know to me a classic duo yeah and for all i know i watched that movie i could end up loving him in that movie exactly and you know it all depends on the movies that he's they're in and what they're like but i i agree though it wasn't it didn't feel like a superman movie let's put it that way no it really just felt like richard Pryor co-starring superman yeah all right which brings me to my number two which I will probably get some heat for. Ooh, I love heat. And this is taking it way back to the year when my dad was probably only two years old. Oh, wow, this old. 1937. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Do not really care for it. Understandable. Yeah. I, I don't know how Disney really became famous for it i like i think the seven doors were probably the best part of the whole movie um yeah it was just i and and i've never even really seen the princess movies until like i had kids Mm -hmm. what now baby what this but um that's probably my least favorite one of them all so far no, I can cl- I can understand that one totally. Um, Snow White is like the least effective of the princesses. She's not that interesting. That voice of hers is annoying. Uh, the evil queen barely has a presence in this movie. It's kind of why uh, Once Upon a Time did, I think, a much better job with the Snow White story. Yeah. Uh yeah. All right. So I only have one more. You have two, right? Uh, yes, sir. So I'm going to suggest you can give your number two and then talk about your honorable mentions. Okay. Oh, All you right. still don't have any? No, I don't, I don't really have any. Okay. My number two, I might get more flack than you for Snow White. Uh, again, this is DC. Batman Forever. I would... Everybody hates Batman and Robin. I actually have a very soft spot for that one. But Batman Forever grates my nerves. That's the one with Jim Carrey, right? Uh, Yes, that is the one starring Jim Carrey, uh, playing Jim Carrey, playing the Riddler as Frank Gorshin. Yes, that one. Uh, So there's my first problem is... Jim Carrey not that I you know I like Jim Carrey and some other things that I've seen I just don't particularly care for him as the Riddler Uh, that is my actual favorite Batman villain but just to see him just played like even Frank Gorshin in the 60s played him yeah he had that high-pitched giggling laugh and the riddles were uh ridiculous 
at some points, like uh, six ounces sits in a tree and is very dangerous. It's a sparrow with a machine gun. But I don't know. There was some kind of always like unhinged like maniac that was just lying underneath that Frank Gorshin played. And then Jim Carrey co- comes along and his like his version is like he's obsessed with Bruce Wayne and he wants to he ends up doing like mind control stuff, which is not really anything affiliated with the Riddler as a character. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is two faced. That's a joke. Uh I don't really know what they were trying to go for with that one. Uh, I definitely like um, uh, what's his face from uh, the Christian Bale movies as Two Face. I like. I definitely liked him as Two Face. I liked the actor. I I also didn't particularly care for what they did with Two Face and that just squeezing him. I mean, having Harvey Dent in the movie was fine, but just squeezing him as Two Face literally in like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, I was just like. You could have saved it. Saved it for something else. You didn't have to kill him off. I hated that. I'm not a fan of villains getting killed off. Right. I like seeing I like seeing the the bad guys come back to yeah, do something so else. I love Tommy Lee Jones and I didn't mind his two face rendition, but I also am not a big comic fan, so I didn't read the comic. Well, this, well, I always say I'm a reverse fan. I got into all of this stuff because of the TV shows and the movies. And I got into the comics much, much later. Uh, so for me, like Two-Face, like Batman, the animated series was on at the same time. They did a fantastic job with both of those characters because they even said for when they got to doing the Riddler, who never who didn't show up until 40 episodes in for being one of Batman's bigger villains, doesn't show up till 40 episodes in. And they even said that uh, we could have went the Frank Gorshin route because that's what people would remember. but. We decided to change him into more of an intellectual threat and not having like, you know, a maniacal laugh or anything. And then Two-Face was a very tragic character. He had like repressed childhood issues and it developed the split personality. It didn't just come about because a gangster threw uh, acid in his face. But there's because there's the one. C- uh, yeah, now I just he's just chewing the scenery in that movie and then. Val Kilmer, he's all right as Batman. He's nothing to write home about. Chris O'Donnell is Robin. So that gives me okay. Um, well, Chris O'Donnell's Robin. I hated him, even to this day. I don't think he was a good Robin, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer, I think that he was kind of like everybody's least favorite Batman. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, I still liked him as Batman, but that gives me an idea. We should do. Uh, our favorite Batman's in order. And I can do that. Who we like the most. I can do that. I might get in trouble. I might get in trouble with the rest of the Batman fandom for who I might put at the bottom, but we'll, I'll save that for then. Yeah. We'll um, All right. Um, uh, well, I was just going to say like the story for me, it's like it, they wanted it to be lighter because Batman returns was so dark, but yet they still wanted to have like, thematic elements in it which is like why you get kind of like the duality thing with uh batman like him like having this dream it's a and they end up dropping the plot line like near the end of the movie but like it, it wants to it wants to have these darker elements but it wants to be lighter at the same time to like you know promote toys and to make parents happy 
and it doesn't really work in my opinion. Uh, somehow the animated series though, Cap was able to like, the villains are like over the top, but yet they're, they have that bit of an edge to them, which is something I don't get with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey, uh, which is why I like as hated as Batman and Robin is not saying people aren't justified and why they don't like that one. Yeah, I like it. But the fact that it just embraces like the silliness of it. I don't know if it really works for Mr. Freeze because of his tragic backstory, but I I enjoy Arnold in the part. So, yeah. Batman <clears throat> forever. Don't like it. Yeah. Um so I as we're talking through because you know, I've mentioned before I have a terrible memory. <laughs> um I have my iPad and I'm googling things as I go through. But look how they credited Oh, oh come on, they couldn't have gotten a better picture. Well, no, look at the Riddler. It's Jim Carrey, but it's credited as Paul Giamatti. Oh my god. <laughs> Which I love Paul Giamatti. I love him. But how do they get that wrong? I mean, it's Jim fucking Gary. (laughs) Well, again, like apparently uh, Robin Williams was considered for the Riddler when Tim Burton was attached to do Batman three. Yeah. And I think he could have knowing what you said about him in uh, one hour photo. I think he would have done a much better job. I agree. But I I think um Robin is a a great character actor anyway and like he can become whatever he wants to. Well what what I was going to say about Robin the character in the movie is that he's way too old. I know they probably didn't want to have like, you know, Batman endangering a minor, but it doesn't really work with Batman taking in like a 16 to 18 year old, however old he's supposed to be in the movie. Mhm. As his ward and it's like, I'm sure he would be fine in the circus. Like, you could have left <laughs> him there. Rusted metal, Batman. Yeah, I'll admit, when I got into the 60s show, that didn't make me laugh. That was in uh, Batman and Robin, right? That No, that was, was Batman Forever. Was it Forever? Yeah, Batman and Robin has... Like, uh, them. What? It's, it's metal that is rusted and holy. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robin has uh, them clicking their boots together and they get ice skates. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. And a back credit card, which sets a lot of people off. It's probably just his debit card. <laughs> he doesn't need a credit card. Bruce well, Wayne. the expiration date says forever, so I guess it's good. Yeah. All right, sir. So what is your number one? Well, I thought you were going to do your. Uh... Oh, you want me to just go ahead and do my honorable mentions? Well, we can do it at the end. All okay. right. <clears throat> so. My number one will take you way back to the year of 1977 and beyond. Oh, God, is it Star Wars? Every last one of them. (laughs) Get the fuck out. Every last one of them. I I don't mind the universe that he built. I get it. People love it. Some of them I even love, like Chewbacca (laughs) and Han Solo, only because I love Harrison Ford. Um, if o- if only that, Harrison Ford loved Han Solo. If, yeah, if only. Um, but that's the only reason why I like Han Solo is because of Harrison Ford. Um, but outside of that, no. 
I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And I've heard great things about even like some of the TV series um, with someone that what's his face does now. The Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian. I've heard good things about that. Like people even said, you know, you don't even have to be a fan of Star Wars to enjoy that show. No, but I, can't don't. Even get, I don't think so. Yeah, I can't even get past the fact that it's a Star Wars movie or TV show. That I can't, I, don't, I just can't bring myself. To Mandalorian watch. is good. I don't like the fact that, especially in season two, it just turns into a cameo fest of other characters from different Star Wars things. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like, I, I like the fact that they have acknowledged the cartoon. So there's a couple characters from that that show up. And just because I, Leah still hasn't watched it, and I know she listens to the podcast, so I don't want to spoil it for her, but there's a major character that shows up at the end of season two. So I don't want to ruin that for her. So I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Uh, no, I, no, I can understand why people don't like star Wars. And like, yeah, I know Marvel has created this universe much like George Lucas did with star Wars. And, you know, they have like Marvel has their good. They have their bad. Um, and obviously I watch them anyway, but, <laughs> I, so I can, see, so why, I can see why the Star Wars fans do it. You know, they'll watch the good, they'll watch the bad. And I just well, can't. Well, like I said, the Star it. Wars fandom is the most toxic fandom I can think of. Yeah. And, you know, there's movies, there's TV shows, there's cartoons, there's comic books, there's fucking books. It's like any video kind of games. media that, that, yeah, video games that all coincide with each other. Yeah, I get it. Like that's a complex universe that he's created, but at the same time, it's like, I just want to watch a fucking movie. <laughs> I don't want to know what happens between this movie and this movie, but I have to watch a cartoon to, to put it all together. But you know, in the middle of this cartoon, I have to read this fucking book. And in the middle of the book, I have to read a comic book. Yeah. No, no, all, I, you know, it's, I understand it's, that completely. Um, because one of the people I watch on YouTube, he reviews comic books and he did uh, all the pre he did the comic adaptations of the prequels. And he's like, I appreciate the fact that, you know, there is the clone wars to make the prequels better, but he's like, I shouldn't have to watch supplementary material to understand ever to understand other stuff going forward. Yeah. It so drives can, me nuts. It's like, so I, I understand it. I understand yeah. it. Just give me the fucking movie. That's why I like Marvel. It's like, just give me the fucking movie, and they give yeah, you don't got to read all this other stuff. Yeah, it's like the comics. Together. Well, like the the actual Marvel comics. It's like they're there if you want to read it. Like you'll get a better understanding of certain things. Like I bought uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, which was the basis of the story for Infinity War and uh, Endgame. And you know, and reading it, I was like, no, this is a great story. The movies, I think, are better. Because I actually felt like emotionally invested in the movies. Yeah. Like, well, because like I like Star Trek. I love Star Wars, but the like people say Star Wars is a is a space fantasy or science fantasy because you know it's you know space wizards with laser swords and stuff like that. And I was like, no, Star Trek's the science fantasy because uh, there's universal peace throughout the galaxy for most people, and uh, we all get along and. No, that's the fantasy, my friends. That is the fantasy. Yep. All right. <clears throat> that brings us to your number one, Adam. All right. My number one. I hate this fucking movie. Oh, here, I'll take it. I'm sorry. I hate this fucking movie with every fiber of my being. 
It's only mildly better because of the extended edition. Batman versus Superman. Hey, look at that. We agree on one movie. (laughs) I fucking hate this movie. There's so many damn plot holes. And people can try and explain them away to me or whatever, but I don't. Now, I do like you. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I actually do like Ben Affleck as Batman. I also had like the only other movie I've ever seen him in was Hollywood land, which uh, was about the uh, conspiracy theory that George Reeves, who played Superman in the fifties was, uh, did he commit suicide or did he uh, get killed by the mob? So he's technically played Batman, Superman and daredevil. Not many people can say they played three comic book characters. No, they really can't. Uh, Gal Gadot's small appearance as Wonder Woman is my favorite thing about this movie. Jesse Eisenberg makes for a weak ass Lex Luthor. He is really pathetic. You know he was weak. I oh, like. He's, he was fucking he's crazy. Pathetic. Like, how the fuck did you find out that Bruce is Batman and Clark is Superman? How did he find he's that out? Crazy. He's got like resources out the wazoo. Money. But he's not like Luthor. Smart. Don't get me wrong, but. He's not that smart to try and figure out that Clark is Superman and Bruce is Batman. Like Lois in Man of Steel, it's been a while since I've seen it, but being an investigative reporter, she makes her way back to Smallville and figures out Clark is Superman. I'm like, okay, I believe that. She's an investigative journalist. So let's think about it for a second, though. uh And I mean, obviously, like people say, oh, well, you know, he takes his glasses off. You can't tell he's the same person. I've seen Zoe Deschanel without glasses and without her fucking bang. She's a completely different fucking person. Well, it's like I take my glasses off at work and people are like, you look like a completely different person. Right, but they still know who you are. I know, but the fact that, you know, they say I look different does lend credence to it. Yeah, but they still know who you are. Well, yeah, because they know me. Yeah. But then I also get people when I'm cleaning my glasses, I have my glasses off. They're like, oh, it's you. I was like, yeah. Haven't you ever seen me with my glasses off? They're like, no, you look weird. But I, I hate Jesse Eisenberg as Lex. I think he's so pathetic. But, um, well, I mean, I still had something else to add to that, too. Oh, though. go ahead. Go, go. Um, everything about Batman. He's got uh-huh. all the cool cars. He's got all the cool toys. He's got the cool whatevers. Who else can afford that shit but a billionaire playboy? No, yeah, I get it. But Bruce also buys a lot of that stuff through dummy corporations. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't feel like it'd be a very hard feat. I mean, it might take a little while, maybe longer than what it took him to figure it out. Yeah, I get it. But and like it's, his, great. it's like, I don't feel like it's an impossible. And like Lex's journey. plan doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He, from what I can remember, he frames Superman in the beginning. Like he has these people kill this terrorist organization with a gun that somehow simulates how his heat vision works. And then prevents all these checks from reaching this guy that Bruce was trying to help when Superman and Zod destroyed Metropolis. And then that gets this guy to hate Superman. And then he like manipulates that things to happen to where Batman's hating Superman, Superman's hating Batman. And he blows up the Senate building and Superman just stands there and doesn't do a damn thing to try to help. Um, Oh shit, what's another thing I really fucking hate about this movie? 
the yeah, fact that the action is shit anyway. I mean, huh? I said the movie itself was just shit anyway. Well, I saw this movie in theaters. I saw it as the two and a half hour version. It sucked. I sat there with like, I knew the like, if I recall correctly for myself, I was like, they're pulling from five different like comic book storylines. Pick one. Pick one. Uh, shit, where is I going with this? Oh, yeah. Um, like, I'm I'm sitting there not really giving a shit about anything. The forced cameos of Cyborg, Aquaman, and The Flash in Luthor's little computer files where he already makes convenient logos for these guys. Yeah, I didn't understand the logo situation. I, I was like, why would you give them a logo? Like, do you, like, are you funding them, sir? Are you like going to support them to become superheroes? Uh, Doomsday from the death of Jason Momoa makes an appearance and makes it better. Right, babe? No, he He just causes Carla's ocean to get wetter than it already is. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. What did she say? She can't comment about that. Okay. Um, Um, the fact that they squeeze in Doomsday from the Death of Superman storyline, and then they kill fucking Superman after one movie. After one fucking movie. Technically two, I'll grant you, but why why should I give a shit? Like, it's been one movie. I don't care about this Superman at all. He's not done anything. Like, he's done, like, in this universe, he's done nothing. At most, he's been in operation for a year, I understand people would either love him or hate him. I understand that, but he's not done anything to warrant like this hero's sacrifice. And then I didn't know he was going to die going in. I figured if they were going to do doomsday, I was like, there's no way they're going to kill him off. And then they did. But then right before I saw the movie, I had read an article saying that they were about to go into production for justice league. So obviously I knew it was like, well, Superman's going to be in it. Batman, wonder woman, whoever. So seeing him get killed off, I was like, well, I know he's going to be in Justice League. So that like you doing this kind of ruined anything. And then uh, what everybody loves to point out is uh, the Martha scene. (laughs) With uh, Negan and. And. uh... Bella from Supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's when you remember. From. I know she's from Walking Dead, but I can't think of her character's name. Lauren, Lauren Kellen. Yeah. Yeah, Negan and Lauren Kellen. Well, not Negan, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Kellen. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, you know, Batman, well, people know. They don't need to even me explain it, but just the whole, save Martha, why'd you say that name? It's his mother's name. And honestly, I did actually sit in the theater, and I've loved this stuff for years at this point. I sat there in the theater, and I was like, Shit, Batman and Superman's moms do have the same name. Yeah, I've never... I never thought about it until that moment. I was like, well, this is just stupid. And it's like, essentially, that's the reason we stopped fighting. We're not besties, but we stopped fighting because your mom has my mom's name. Yeah, makes no sense. It's dumb. But, yeah, I... I I hate it. I hate it. And... I don't like such just because watch such a tough watch. Well, the the three hour version was mildly more enjoyable. I felt the three hour one went by a little quicker for me than the theatrical version. Yeah. But like even just the only memorable piece of music in this travesty 
because people for some reason love Hans Zimmer as a as a composer. No. Is that clumsy? No. It's Bing. She's wearing a sweater. Oh, okay. I thought it was another animal. It says boss man. Oh, okay. It says boss man. We bought the wrong sweater. <laughs> um, boss lady, not boss man. But Hans Zimmer as a composer, I don't think he's particularly very good. Uh, maybe his stuff for Lion King, just because I grew up with the Lion King. Also not a big favorite, but it's beside the point. But his musical themes for Batman, Superman, whoever suck. I, I don't remember them at all. I can understand why they had Danny Elfman for Justice League switch back to the Christopher Reeve and the Michael Keaton themes. But then like his theme for Wonder Woman, it like kicks ass. Uh, hey, I'm trying to see what else he's done. Uh, I can't think of everything, but like the the only time I cracked a smile in this movie was when Wonder Woman finally shows up. She deflects a blast from Doomsday. She's got her things up. She lowers her arms, and then she like you know gives a little like sly grin or whatever, and just the the music kicks in. And then she launches into battle. I'm like, wow, this finally got good. Only took two fucking hours. Yeah, I can sorry, agree. Sorry, sorry, I really hate Batman v Superman. Yeah, not my favorite. All right, so honorable mentions, Adam. So my honorable mentions, uh, the Disney live-action remakes, they all suck except Jungle Book. It's the Jungle Book one. Jungle Book's already not one of my favorites, but I thought what they did with the remake was pretty good. Uh, Dumbo, because Dumbo already is my favorite movie of all time, I was already upset that they remade it. And with Tim Burton, I was like, really fucking Tim Burton. I like you stay away from my Dumbo, but he somehow made it work. In my opinion, in another big hat, (laughs) I have no, well, and the fact that Michael Keaton's in the damn movie too. I've never seen any of the live action Disney movies. None. Uh, Good for you. Yeah, because I, I have no interest in them. It's like I've seen the cartoons. I enjoy whatever ones that you know I enjoy. Well, but it's funny because I criticized Maleficent for not being Sleeping Beauty because they sucked all the awesome away from the character. And it's like okay, but then it's like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and uh, the Lion King. They're just straight up remakes. It's like there's very little difference between you know the the animated film and the remake. There's very little difference, but then. Jungle Book and Dumbo, there's enough that's different and enough that's the same that it doesn't make me mad. But with Dumbo, uh, my my mom saw the movie with me. And uh, so about halfway through the movie or a half hour into the movie is when Dumbo's mom gets taken away. And they already do uh, the scene where he goes to visit his mom while she's locked up. I was like, you wasted this emotional moment 30 minutes into it. We still have an hour left. Yeah. And uh, the fact, and I know there's a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of problems that Disney now has with the crows, but I am not a fan of how Dumbo learns to fly in the remake, which is completely by accident. I mean, I know he does it by accident in the original film, but he just sneezes and the big gust of wind pops his ears open and he levitates off the ground. That is it. And there seems to be too much focus on these little, on this little girl in this movie. I thought she was a terrible actor, 
But do they the, the do they still show the getting drunk scene? Uh, no, but they actually. Uh, it's very it's funny because Danny DeVito, he's the ringmaster of the circus. When Dumbo becomes famous from the flying, he's like, "Keep the baby away from the alcohol. Don't give alcohol to the baby." I was just like, "All right, that's funny." They still do the pink elephant scene where it's like these people that can do stuff with bubbles. They make pink elephants and Danny Elfman does the uh, pink elephant song in the background and Dumbo. He's just looking at him and he's just like bobbing his head to it. He thinks it's cool. But um, I started crying in this movie and my mom, she's just like, are you okay? I was like, I can't tell if I'm actually having emotions with this movie where it's making me sad or I'm very angry that they remade my movie. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, my second honorable mention is Thor love and thunder. Uh, that was a travesty to sit through. I don't uh, know. I watched that. When did we watch that? Like, yeah. like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I didn't mind it. It's not the worst thing. And and uh, Russell Crowe and Zeus. That shit was fucking funny. <laughs> no, that, that shit cracked me up too. Um, I think they just tried too hard with the comedy. And I I've get, been saying that about... I thought that it was trying while. way too hard to be like Ragnarok. Yeah. But just times 10 or whatever. Yeah, they were, they were trying too hard. Like, um, I thought the Guardians making an appearance was way... I thought that was pointless. Like, you guys really didn't need to be here. Yeah. I guess we just had to acknowledge that Thor left with the Guardians at the end of Endgame. Uh, I thought, I know you guys didn't like her, but I thought Natalie Portman is uh, the mighty Thor. That was a waste because they killed her off anyway. Well, re- regardless of how you feel, do you, I think, you, I think, like, would you, do you think it was a waste to, of her to just do that and then get killed off after one movie? It was a waste, yeah. I mean, like, it's just, all right, we're going to make this happen. Let's get it done. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't have given her her own movie. I wouldn't have watched it. I would have, I wouldn't have minded seeing her in, like, one of the future Avengers movies that are coming up. I wouldn't have minded seeing that. But, I mean, that was way, I thought her, that was wasted potential. Uh, I thought they gave Korg way too much screen time. Well, that's because everybody loves Korg. Just because you love something doesn't mean you should have more of it. And I get that Taika Waititi, who plays Korg, is also the director, but that, but yeah, that doesn't mean we want to see more of you. You know what I mean? Christian Bale did pretty good in that movie. All most of his scenes got cut. He had scenes with Jeff Goldblum's character from Ragnarok. They brought him back. Uh Oh, good lord. The guy from Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, him. His character from Infinity War, he was going to be in it again. Both got their scene, Both had their scenes cut. Uh, all the stuff where uh, Gore is butchering all the other gods, that stuff got cut if they did shoot it. I don't know if they did shoot that, but there were scenes of him like mutilating his skin to get rid of his uh, tattoos from when he is worshipping his god. They cut that like it was just wasted in in my opinion. And I've heard that. Well, I shared this with Carla. I don't know if you know about it, but apparently uh, Chris Hemsworth was just made aware that he has a high risk of getting Alzheimer's. Okay, I'll write him a notebook every day about how we fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> Story. 
Carla, is it going to be Chris Hemsworth or Momoa? You can't have both. I can. I can. Nobody ever said you had to choose. Um, I'd still pick Jason Momoa. Uh, I'm a bigger Aquaman th- fan than Thor. Walmart version? That's that's speaking too much. It's more like the, the Dollar Tree version. <laughs> but uh, I've I've heard Chris Hemsworth say that if he does come back for a fifth Thor, that it would have to be drastically different from the Ragnarok and Love and Thunder version. Yeah, it'd have to go back to the to the originals, like more serious and have its quirky moments. Well, it's like, I thought Ragnarok, yeah, was a little bit more jokey, but I still, like, thought that they treated everything, like, for the most, but, like, even though they did ruin serious moments, like, two seconds later with a joke, but, like, I liked all his scenes with Loki, I thought they were good, but, yeah, just making Ragnarok Part 2 was a mistake, in my opinion. Uh, My next one, Star Trek Into Darkness, that is essentially J.J. Abrams remaking Star Trek 2 Wrath of Khan. But worse, uh, especially at the end where they literally just rip off the scene where Spock dies, but Kirk dies instead. And then at the end, they just bring Kirk back to life with his super blood, with Khan's super blood. Yeah. Uh, next one is Wonder Woman 2, 1984. Not the a terrible follow-up to how terrific the first movie was. I wasn't a fan of the story. I still love Gal Gadot and uh, Chris Pine. I hated how wasted uh, Kristen Wiig was as the cheetah. I thought she did pretty good for what she was given. And I loved Linda Carter's cameo, but overall the story sucked. And uh, last is My Fair Lady. I... Didn't even I this probably should have went on the list, but because I didn't watch the whole thing, I literally stopped it like five minutes after like the big like opening credits thing, the overture, the movie starts up and Audrey Hepburn's just she's wailing in this cockney accent, and I'm just like, Nope, we're turning this off. And that was it. I think I watched that like twenty five years ago. I don't remember a thing about it. Yeah, I, I'm after the five minutes, my mom was like, really? And I was like, we're watching Charlie or Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder. <laughs> it was either that or Jaws, now that I think about it. It was either that or Jaws. So, yeah, that's all I got. All right. <clears throat> so that wraps up another episode of Waffle Stomp with... Lee and Adam. Thank you guys for hopefully a lot of you stuck around after our month long hiatus. Well, I mean, they didn't know it was a month long hiatus. Well, we didn't know it was going to be a month long hiatus either. (laughs) Um, One episode missed out so far. Yeah. uh, So I guess like neck coming up is uh, Christmas. So we'll be talking about some Christmas things. Yeah. I talk about traditions, movies, music, all that fun stuff. Did you want to also do Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? That came out already? Today. Oh. Yeah, we'll 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 watch it and talk about it. All right. I mean, obviously like keep it nice, short and sweet like we did our uh Werewolf by Night one. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, by the time I got home, I was like, I hope he wants to do the movie one because I don't have the time to watch Guardians and then like like watch it once straight through and then watch it again to take notes. I wouldn't have had the time. Well, do what I do. Multitask. <laughs> do them both at the same time. I don't know. I feel like if I'm like if I did it while I was watching it for the first time, I probably would have wouldn't have enjoyed I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. I don't know. I have to go. I like to go in and watch it. And then then I go back and take my notes. Yep. Because I have to make sure I actually liked it. Yep. All right. So, you know, do the normal stuff. Like, yeah, um, subscribe. like and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify. Uh, check out our website, wafflestop.com. We still got merch on there. Yes. Uh, new logo is still coming at up. Eventually. Point. That got Eventually. put on hold too. We'll get hey, there. You know, life. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else am I forgetting? Or Nope. All right. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. Stomp you later. Stomp you later. <laughs>